I'm a flight attendant. I serve Cokes. Are robots coming to take my job? I don't know. Let's find out today. On Inside the Airlines. Well, hey, everybody. That's right. We're back. Episode number two of season two of Inside the Airlines. We're glad you're with us today. Welcome aboard. Just kidding. That's corny. My name's Tyler. For those who don't know, it's good to hear from you again. I'm here with uh, my usual co-hosts, Ryan Ewing, founder and senior writer at AirlineGeeks.com, as well as Parker Davis, who's also a senior writer at AirlineGeeks.com. And this show is brought to you by Airline Geeks, of course, and our friends at Anchor. I'll be telling you a little bit more about that as we get to the segment where we pay some of the bills a little bit later on. But if you haven't listened to our first episode of Season 2, go back and listen to that. It's awesome. It's usually uh, a great time, but it was especially nice because it was our first time back after a long time. And tell you what, that's always a good feeling when you take a little bit of time off, in our case, maybe a little more than a little bit, a couple of years. But it was always, it's always great to come back, and, and uh, I thought it was a good episode. We're getting some good reactions from it. We talked about bringing your own device versus Seedback IFE, where the industry's going, how it got there, where we think it'll go. And uh, it was a lot of fun, um, you know, and I, I think that if you go back and listen to it, you'll understand that, you know, my thoughts may not have been all together at the time, but um, you'll get the gist of what I was saying. But if you have any questions about it, you want to debate me on it, hey, I'm always open for it. Leave us a voice message. You can always leave us a voice message. Uh, using the Anchor app, and again, we'll get to our uh, little uh, ad that we'll talk about our friends at Anchor in just a few minutes, but before we do that, if you haven't seen the video yet, that's right, there's this video going around of of a lady uh, sitting in the bulkhead using her feet, that's right, I said it, using her feet to scroll on the IFE touchscreen, and if that doesn't get you to buy in, if that doesn't get you to buy in to uh, bring your own device, I don't know what will. So go check out that video. That should be reason number one through ten as to why bring your own device is better. But until then, if you hop on a Delta flight or an American International flight or a United International flight and you see those screens or JetBlue flight, make sure you have some wet wipes with you because that is nasty. Check it out on our Twitter at Airline Podcast. Welcome to the show. Let's get started and pay some bills. And we're back, and it's time for your AirlineGeeks.com Top Stories of the Week. Looking for your opportunity to go hear the purr of those Rolls-Royce RB211s? Now's your chance. Go check out AirlineGeeks.com for this week's top story on the longest routes operated by the Boeing 757 by United States carriers. And, of course, Iceland's in there as well. You know, its days are numbered. The flying pencil's days are numbered. If you want to hop on one before it heads out, off into the desert. Make sure you go check out that article. Go get on the latest ones today. Also today, British Airways pilots begin balloting possible industrial action affecting the summer flights. The British Airlines excuse me, Pilot Association, or BALPA, the union which represents roughly 90% of British Airways pilots, has commenced balloting its members on a possible industrial action over wage negotiations. This move comes after talks between the airline uh, the union representing pilots, cabin crew, and ground staff so far have failed to reach an agreement, raising the specter of strike action over the August summer to holiday period. Stay tuned 
to AirlineGeeks.com for more information on this developing situation. And that's it for today's top stories of the week. Make sure to check out AirlineGeeks.com for all your latest aviation news. And let's jump right in, ladies and gentlemen. Today, we're going to be talking about something really interesting here, and that's automation. Automating jobs away. You know, it's actually a really, it's a hot topic. It's 2019. People are talking about it. People are at least thinking about it. And what's interesting about that is, you know, it's it's actually a huge topic on the uh, presidential campaign that's coming up here in the United States. So you're talking about people who are seriously concerned about whether or not their jobs are going to be automated away. And so, you know, there's there's a whole bunch of news articles out there and things like that. And we're not going to get into politics here unless, of course, it's directly related to the airline industry. But it got me wondering, what jobs in the airline industry could be automated away? Which, which of those jobs? And, and as you start to think about it and as technology advances and as things start changing, you start realizing... I think a lot of these jobs could be automated away. And, of course, that's the answer that, uh, you know, CEOs and, and airline um, stakeholders and shareholders want to hear, right, because it saves money. But, but the question is, is, is how many of those jobs, if they can be automated away, will be automated away? Let's get into a little bit of the details here. CNBC.com says automation is threatening 25% of the jobs in the United States, especially the boring and repetitive ones, according to a Brookings study. So, and we'll put all the links as usual for our data here in the show notes, but I, I want to ask this question. What constitutes boring and repetitive, right? And, and so the Brookings thing talks about low wage uh, jobs, you know, things like that. But do, do, are there any airline jobs specifically that you can think of that could be automated away. Off the top of my head, and now keep in mind, this is not necessarily what I think should happen, but I think might happen, okay? Talking about the difference between, you know, hypotheticals and educated guesses in my actual opinion. So, so uh, we'll get to my actual opinion on all of this, but I, I think taking aside, just looking at all the facts, some of the jobs that could be eliminated just straight off the bat are things like baggage handlers. Now, remember, I was a baggage handler. So I understand all the safety elements and things that go into it, but wouldn't it be just too convenient to have your bags automatically loaded? Hmm, something to think about. You know, because then you would almost never lose a bag. You know, and I think a lot of the reasons why, and we can get into this on a different episode, but a lot of the reasons why bags go missing is the human factor. There's also the automation factor in that too. So humans aren't the only ones to blame. So you, you talk about baggage going from the ticket counter onto the belt and then from the belt to the back to the screening area where it flies through hundreds of miles of beltways through behind the uh, ticket counters and out to the uh, sorting stations where the rampers will go pick it up sort them, put them in the carts, and then take them to the aircraft. So there's, there are some variables, you know, where these things could be messed up. But a lot of the times, it's either one of two things happening. One, the bags, oh, I would say three things. One, the bags are coming in late. So the passenger checked in late. And what happens is, is oh, I guess four things. Gosh, yeah, there's a lot of variables here. So let's start with the number one. The, the passenger checks in late. The bag goes through the screening. 
And by that time, the ramper had already finished uh, collecting all the bags and sorting them and taking them out to the airplane. Now, it depends, of course, on the city, the airline, the procedures. But what can happen there is the bag just doesn't end up in the lockout or what they call the closeout bags. And they don't make it to the airplane. Two, um, the next thing that could happen is, is the passenger's making a connection, a really tight connection. Now, your bags usually make it before you will ever make it to the airplane, or at least onto the right cart in the right sorting, but it's, it's possible. And the other thing that is really not human-related would be the bags getting stuck on a belt. Oh, excuse me. Yawning. I need some more coffee. Uh, the bags getting stuck on a belt or something like that and not making it, you know, to their whatever. But, but there's scanners everywhere, so they should be able to, like, see, you know, where they're, where they're coming from, I guess. But... So uh, can some of these jobs be automated away? I mean, a lot of the screening, a lot of the, the security screening and stuff, you know, has already, and I, I'm not going to get into the details of that. I'm not at liberty to say, but a lot of those things are automated. I won't tell you which ones, but if you're in the industry, you already know. So can the job of like baggage specifically and baggage handlers be eliminated entirely? Now, will it ever is, is, a, is a bigger question, but could it? Absolutely. How? It would, it would take a lot. It would take a lot because you're, you're looking at, you know, and you have to take a look at these investments too, and I think that's what airlines do. You know, what's, how much is the investment versus the return? You know, that's any business really. But, I mean, if you're going to invest in all this new equipment and all these new people, I mean. So, and, and you'll, well, my opinion will start to come out excuse me guys, my opinion will start to come out here throughout, you know, this episode where I think, you know, eventually it's going to be a mix. There's going to be a mix of automation. People will lose their jobs. Um, it's good, but it's going to be a mix. There's going to be maybe one ramper per flight managing the automation, like an operations manager, you know, um, one thing that I don't see going away too quickly in the airline industry is, is um, pilots. Or flight attendants, for that matter, too. But we'll get into that. That's what kind of today's episode's about. But pilots, really, I mean, I just don't see, you know, there's too, too many variables for that. To, you know, especially with all the 737 MAX stuff, where the automation took over and decided that the airplane needed to be taken over. And out of sensitivity, we won't get into that. But it's like... Yeah, I just, it's tough. It's tough because you, you see a lot of this technology advancing and you get a little bit like, I don't think it could ever get there. But like I said in the last episode, talking about the CPAC screens, it's like, yo, 10 years ago, we didn't have this technology for like smartphones. I mean, we had it, but it wasn't like what it was today, you know? Or what it is today. So it's like, that's a little scary how fast tech, tech is moving. You look at a lot of these, again, not getting into politics, this is just facts, but you look at a lot of these, like, blue-collar states, and you look at a lot of the jobs that are going away, and a lot of it is due to automation. Again, studies show that, you know, up to 25% of the jobs are at high risk, if not already automated. Look at Amazon. They want to automate everything. So getting back to, you know, airlines, what are some things for the like passenger experience that could be automated? Because we want to get into flight attendants here. Obviously, me being a flight attendant, I, I think it's pertinent to talk about it. So 
we want to get into the flight attendant side of it here and let's look at some of the things that have already been automated. Onboard purchases for one. We have all have tablets now, all the major carriers. Even the regionals are starting to get them, right? And gate agents are starting to get them. And, you know, we all have tablets where we have like information at our fingertips. And a lot of that is service related, but it's also like passenger connections and passenger seat information and all the data that we need to do our jobs. So my question is, is what if there was one flight attendant, right? Well, we, we have to get into some of the details here. So let's talk about flight attendants specifically. Will robots take my job.com? Yes, that's a real website. I'll let you go play with it because you can type in any job and I'll give you the percentage. Flight attendants went from last year a 4% chance to now a 35% chance of automation. Okay. They're projecting a 2% growth by 2024. And currently there's an estimated 115,000 flight attendants as of 2017, 18-ish. The median annual income, it's about, the median's about 30 bucks an hour. You have a wide range of that. I can attest there's a wide range there. So automated risk level, according to willrobotstakemyjob.com, says, hey, now's the time to start worrying. Hmm. So why should we be worried as flight attendants? Sure, we have anomalies coming out. Three years ago, Pepper, the in-flight service bot from TechCrunch.com, was a multilingual flight attendant who does not hate picking up your garbage, according to Laura Kalonity, the author here at TechCrunch.com. At Disrupt San Francisco Hackathon, a team of seasoned software engineers unveiled Pepper the in-flight service bot, a robot flight attendant that doesn't hate picking up barf bags, can circulate in a plane even when there's turbulence, and can speak to passengers in their own language. This robot is uh, using Pepper Companion Robot, which is IBM's Watson's AI uh, intelligence, artificial intelligence uh, for natural language and things like that. So, so I mean, it goes to this whole article, and I'll let you go read it, but it's like, okay, so this, this flight attendant can do what? Service? Cool. So can I. But it's like, hmm... Is service the only aspect of this? I don't think so. Let's, there's, there, there are some main components here, and, and there's more too, but let's, let's break this down, right? Because we got we to gotta section this out. This is going to take a little bit of time, so bear with me here. Let's section this out, okay? Service. Can that be taken over by robots? Sure. Security. Can't talk about too much of that. But as a flight attendant, you're going to have to trust me. Can that be taken over by robots? The answer to that, I would say 50-50. Safety. This is a huge one. Flight attendant unions are very concerned about this. Okay. Can that be taken over by robots? I don't know. I say 50-50 on that one as well. Emotion. When someone walks on board and they're on their way to a funeral, do they want to meet a robot? I don't think so. Can that job be taken by a robot? I don't think so. So let's break these down again one by one. Service. I think that's pretty much a 100% yes can be taken over by robots, by artificial intelligence, by service components, by in-seat screens. I know. I know. I talked about it. I don't like them. 
Will they come back? I don't think so on domestic. But, but, what about on your personal device? What if you can just hook up to the in-flight network and order what you want, and it comes to you on demand from a robot? What if there's just one flight attendant on board? Or maybe less flight attendants, like two instead of four on, you know, a, a flight with 200 seats, like a narrow-body airplane, like a 737 domestically? Hmm? I don't know. I think, you know, you, you see a lot of airlines and airports that are translating to a lot of this automation, and specifically with, like, gate agents. I recently went to uh, London and Dublin uh, just on a trip with my fiancé, and, and, you know, we were going through and um, at Heathrow's Terminal 5, which is, like, the British Airways flagship terminal, we didn't talk to a single person until we got on the airplane. Very different experience than in the States. We walked up, checked in at the kiosk, went to the security checkpoint, checked in at a kiosk, scanned our boarding pass, went through security without talking to a single person. Went up to the gate without talking to a single person, waited for our name to flash because we were on standby on a screen, printed out a new boarding pass once our name flashed on the screen, scanned our boarding pass, and then, sorry, there was a distraction on my window. It's one of those days. Scanned our boarding pass, and then uh, walked on the airplane by ourselves. We didn't need any help. So is that something that could be automated in the future? It sounds like it already is in the UK. They had a little customer service desk off to the side just in case you needed to talk to a person. But, you know, is that going to happen on the airplane? I don't know. I really, really don't know. So the service aspect of it, sure. I can see that being automated, uh, if not what I like to call reduced automation. Security. There's not much I can say about this legally on this show. But I'll tell you this, it, again, it's kind of 50-50. There are some things that flight attendants do that definitely cannot be done by robots. Especially when it comes to the detection side of things. But there are other things that absolutely robots can do. So I think where we're headed, and I think you can already tell this a little bit halfway through this episode, is a lot of this could be mixed. Some flight attendant, human flight attendants, some robot flight attendants, things like that. Now, safety. This one's interesting to me because I think this is kind of like the one that the drum really gets beat on. Well, you can't replace flight attendants. We're safety and safety professionals. We're the first line of defense. We're the first responders on the airplane. Medical emergencies, evacuations, fires, other things. Can you replace that? I say no, but I also say it's possible. Can you? Yes. Will it? Probably not. The reason I say this is, again, let's break it down. Let's, let's go even further here, right? We've got time. Now, evacuations. Could that be automated? Yeah. I almost wonder if it would help. What if all the doors popped open instantly at the same time and inflated the slides? All the lights came on and automated announcements came on very loud over the PA. 
getting people out, calling them to the exits and evacuating them. I'm not advocating for this. Remember, I've got, you know, obligations, if you will, to my profession. Obviously, I don't want to see this go away. But I will say this. Some of that stuff absolutely can be automated. And that's the question here. Can it be? Yeah. Yeah, I think it can. Especially evacuations. I almost wonder if it would help. Leave a voicemail. Anchor.fm slash inside the airlines. But tell me, tell me how you feel about that. Because I, I, it's a tough one. It's a tough one. You're kind of in a rock and a hard place with that. Fires on board. I think you need someone for that. I don't know if you, you can, I don't know if a robot would be able to re- react quickly enough. I just don't know. I think you need someone for those type of things. Medical emergencies, same thing. So again, I think we're headed down this path where it's like, hey, reduce the number of crew and increase the number of, autom- of automation. Well, it opens up a whole nother can of worms of how good automation is or how it isn't, i.e. 737 MAX. But, you know, there's a lot of things. So, so far, we're at 100%. Let's, let's break this down by points. I've got a better idea here. One out of 10, service. One being, no, it absolutely cannot be replaced. 10 being, yeah, 100% can be replaced by robots. I'm going to give service a 10. Totally replaced by robots, 100%. It's coming for my job. That's it. Security. I'm going to give it a five. Okay. All right. Safety. So one out of the three categories that I've mentioned so far could be automated. So that tells me like one third. I'm going to just go ahead and say four to ten. I don't feel comfortable there. I'm going to go three because I really think evacuations might be the only thing that could be better automated. Emotion. Let's get into emotion. Like I said before, turbulence. People get scared. It's easy to. I've had white knuckles during turbulence before. Even as a flight attendant, people get a little freaked out. So with the emotion side of it, you're kind of like, can anything help me? I guess maybe they can put on some calming music or spray you in the face with some mist or something. <laughs> that was stupid. I don't know. But can it really be automated away? I don't really think so. I really, really don't think so. So I'm going to go ahead and say zero. So we're at 18 points out of a possible 40. That tells me just shy of 50%. That's a high percentage of stuff that could be automated away. So what did our, what did our website say? WillRobotsTakeMyJob.com. I still laugh at that. 35%. That's pretty close. I'm at like 43% here. 45%. 47%-ish. I don't know. What do you think? Leave us a voice message. Tweet us at Airline Podcast. Tell us what you think. Will flight attendant jobs be taken away? Will airline jobs be taken away? We talked about baggage handlers and ramp agents. We talked about pilots, which I don't see that happening. 
especially with today's political environment. Um, politics is in airline politics, not politic politics. That's a huge other factor too. Remember, most flight attendants in the U.S. are unionized still. I don't see unions just backing off, especially when it comes to job protection and things like that. So if this day would have to be a startup or an airline with direct relationships to their flight attendants for something like this to happen. I think it's interesting. I think there's a lot to be, to be heard, especially, again, talking about some of these experiences that we've had already with some of these airlines. I think Virgin America, before they merged for a long time, you could order on your seat back. A lot of airlines in Europe do that. So the service stuff, is it's almost a shoe-in at this point. Hmm. Automation, something to think about. I really want to know what you're thinking, though. Let us know at Airline Podcast, anchor.fm slash inside the airlines. Like we said in our ad, we're excited about Anchor. They really, you know, they've, they've given us, speaking of automation, they've automated our pro- process, our entire process for this show. We're on pretty much every platform you can think of now. And we're excited to be back. So thanks for tuning in. We'll get these, uh, my other co-hosts on as soon as possible. I know you all miss them. <laughs> but that's kind of my thoughts. You know, it's not really complete yet. My thoughts are at like the level of automation chance at this point. so yeah it's a fun little conversation something to think about thought experiment let us know how you think at airline podcast anchor.fm slash inside the airlines thanks for listening guys have a good night